Hi, my name is Ike Nicholson. I'm Debbie Donay. And we want to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. As you can see, we have left Littleton, Colorado and made our way all the way to Bethlehem in Judea. We are here tonight to celebrate the birth of Christ. And we're so grateful that you have joined with us this evening. You, your family, your friends, whoever is with you right now, welcome and thank you for taking time out of your Christmas Eve to celebrate with us this evening. What would a Christmas Eve service be without the reading of the Christmas story? And so tonight we want to read to you the Christmas story from both the Gospel of Luke and the Gospel of Matthew. Debbie? I'll begin with reading in Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And of course, again from the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Luke talks about the coming of the shepherds. The Gospel of Luke talks about the coming of the shepherds and the Gospel of Matthew of the coming of the Magi. From Matthew chapter 2. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. 
When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had departed the king, they, when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. May God add the blessing to the reading of his holy word. It is so good to hear that story, isn't it? That story has been a part of our life, our childhood. I can remember it being a read in my childhood church. And Christmas isn't Christmas without the blessing of hearing the Christmas story read from the Gospel of Luke and Mark. This has been a crazy year, a difficult year for so many of us. And, uh, you know, in any other given Christmas, what would you, Miss Debbie, and your team be doing right now? Usually our team is preparing for the Christmas pageant, so we're practicing songs, ringing our little colored handbells, <laughs> and learning parts for the Christmas program. Mm -hmm. We couldn't do that this year, so you and your team have been working hard to be able to bring new traditions and ways in which we could connect with the Christmas story and the season and the blessing of the nativity. What, what are, what was some of the ways that you did that this year? Well, I'm fortunate that Miss Carrie likes to research, so she <laughs> found a lot of cute ideas and we settled on this, the manger project. It's kind of like one of those little Home Depot crafts. It is. Did you cut all this wood? No, I, I uh, am very fortunate and blessed that one of our volunteers in kids' ministry uh, donated the wood, cut out the pieces, and pre-drilled the holes. God bless them. God bless them. And now, um, 54 families received this, including, including our own. And it, it, it has been this year and will probably be a new tradition because there's something that we were supposed to do with the, with the hay there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the children were supposed to add a piece of straw or a handful of straw, kind of to parents' discretion, as they did kind acts and loving acts or obedient acts in their family so that they could prepare a soft bed for baby Jesus by Christmas morning. Well, now this is the one you brought, so I'm assuming that the straw got here because of your husband Randy and all the good things he did, right? Bless his heart. Oh, that's great. That, has been, that is wonderful. I hope that those of you who did receive this, that uh, it was a special part of your Advent uh, celebrations and that it will be a special part of your Christmas celebrations going forward. 
it's a blessing that in the midst of us trying to figure out how we can observe this season of, of joy and festivity, that new traditions are added to the lives of our church and our family. Thank you, and thank you to your team for all the work that you did in coming up with this. But you have some other stuff for us this evening as well, don't you? I do. I wanted to show you. Um, we have a, a handout. There's a link that you can click on if you haven't done that already. It has a picture of the camel that will be highlighted in the story I'm going to talk about tonight. And uh, you notice right now the camel has no gifts on his back. So as we tell the story, hopefully the boys and girls will have pencils or colors and can draw some of these gifts we talk about as we go through the story today. I looked really hard to try to find a book that would connect with the manger project that we did, and I think that we found a really good one. It's called The Last Straw, and it was written by Frederick Thury. It has wonderful illustrations, and it begins by telling this story from the point of view of the camel. Now, we read the true Christmas story from the Bible. This is a fictional story, but it has a wonderful message. So I hope you enjoy it this evening. It begins with the old grumpy camel, Hashmakaka. He has been called to carry the gifts for the wise men and to carry those to the baby king in Bethlehem. As you can see, he's having a little difficulty getting up. I, I'm sure some of you can relate to that, that are listening to the story. Uh, sometimes it takes a while for us to get our joints working. He's starting to wonder about how wise these men are to choose him when he's having such a hard time with his, um, his aching legs and his sciatica, which is the nerve that runs down from your lower back down your leg. And he also has gout which means that his toe throbs with a stabbing pain. But this camel is also very proud. As they strap the three gifts that he is so proudly going to carry to Bethlehem to baby Jesus, the younger camels are looking on and uh, feeling like he is a very good friend that's old and wise. And uh, they, they say to Hashmakaka, you must be a very special camel. Well, he puffs out his chest and agrees that, yes, he is very special. As they start their journey uh, later in the day, they run into a herd of mountain goats. And these mountain goats add if, ask if they can add their gift of milk for him to carry to the king. He grumbles, but he agrees to let them add their gift. Next, they run into a group, a family of millers. They're carrying heavy bags of corn, and he agrees to carry these heavy bags of corn as well. The next day, some young ladies come with fine silk. At least it doesn't weigh much, so he agrees to carry that gift as well. Then we have an older man in fine clothes, and he brings two rare birds in silver cages to add to his load. Next, we have some merchants that bring pillars of oak all the way from Lebanon. And then we also have some bakers that bring their finest sweetmeats and pastries. 
Well, Hashmakaka has had quite a day. The night finally is starting to, to give him some rest. He sinks into the sand, and as he's sitting there, grateful that he no longer has to pretend that he's as strong as 10 horses, he notices that the night sky is not as dark as usual and wonders if it has something to do with the star that he's been following. The next morning as the sun comes up, Hashmakaka awakens with not only new aches and pains, but also new burdens to carry. News of this caravan has uh, spread, and as you can see, more and more people are bringing gifts for him to carry to the king. Just as he thinks he can no longer bear any more of these gifts, one of the young camels calls out, Look! It's Bethlehem! Hashmakaka, you are as strong as ten horses. You've made it! With new confidence, he heads toward Bethlehem, one foot in front of the other. And just as he thinks he's going to get there, he hears a young voice saying, Can I please give you my gift for the baby king? Well, Hashmakaka just doesn't think he can add one more gift. But the young child holds up the one piece of straw and shows them that it's so light it can't possibly weigh him down anymore. So Hashmakaka agrees to carry this. He says, place it on my back as I enter into the staple to see the king. Now most of you have heard the old saying, the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, that's what literally happened in this story. As Hashmakaka enters the stable, his legs begin to tremble, his knees begin to shake, his back is breaking, and Hashmakaka falls to his knees. The wise men also fall to their knees. At first he thinks they're making fun of him, but then a tiny hand reaches out from that humble manger. He touches Hashmakaka. His pain is gone. His burdens are lifted. And Hashmakaka whispers to the baby child, Please accept these gifts that were brought here today from near and far, carried by a beast that once acted so blindly. Thank you so much. That was amazing. You know, over the past couple of weeks during Advent, we've talked about Mary and her call. And we were introduced to a word that we've probably read a thousand times. It's that phrase that the angel Gabriel said to her that the glory of the Lord would overshadow Mary. We learned that that word overshadow is a word that harkens back to the time of the tabernacle when God was leading his people out of the bondage of slavery in Egypt, the burdens that they had to carry there, and reminded them that his presence would overshadow them. That that word overshadow literally means to outweigh. Now on that Sunday that we shared that message with you, I reminded you that you needed to pay attention because we were going to come back to that word outweigh. And we've come to it. Outweighed. That in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this year, in the midst of the stress and the heartache 
in the midst of the uncertainty and being separated from family and from friends, not being able to go about the things that we would normally do, not only in our daily day, but in our celebrations around Halloween and, and, and Thanksgiving and, and now Christmas. Sometimes it can seem like the stress of this past year have been a burden that would break our backs and buckle our knees. And yet in the midst of all of those experiences, we know that sometimes living in the human condition is a burden that is too great for us to bear. Scripture witnesses to that, that our sins, that our rebellion, that our brokenness, that our grief, that our loneliness are things that can tear us down and break us and drive us to our knees. And when the hand of that small child reached out and touched Hashmakaka, by the way, I love that name, Hashmakaka. You probably know some Hashmakakas in your own life, don't you? When the hand of the baby touched Hashmakaka's chin, all of the weight was lifted. Because as you can see, in 33 years, Christ would bear the weight of our sin, the weight of our brokenness, the weight of our rebellion on his own shoulders on the cross at Calvary. As Miss Debbie said to me earlier in the week, from the timbers of the manger to the timbers of the cross, Christ has come to carry our burdens, to take the weight and to give us grace and mercy, forgiveness and love. I pray that this evening of nativity, this evening of Christmas, that you'll allow Christ to carry all of the weights and burdens of your life, that you'll turn your heart, your mind, your whole being to the Christ child who simply wants to touch you and heal you strengthen you and carry the weight that has been tearing you down. Well, in 33 years, we'll celebrate the resurrection of Christ and his ascension when he shall sit at the right hand of God the Father, and we will look forward to when he will come again in glory as King of King and Lord of Lords. But on this evening, on this silent night, on this holy night, let us, with the shepherds, the magi, Hashmakaka, and all of the beasts of the field and the birds of the air, and even the angelic hosts, on this evening, join our voices together yet again to sing Silent Night.
Silent night.